Uh, hi and welcome to Joel's and Cathy's podcast. We're here today in with Joshua Page from England. And uh, Josh, to start this podcast, who are you? Hi, my name is Josh Page. Uh, I'm from England. I was, uh, I'm an alumni of USD. I played on the men's tennis team, and now I'm a graduate assistant at Toledo in Ohio. It's perfect. Thanks for being here today, and it's uh, always a pleasure to see you former captain for uh, a few years right yeah i was uh, i came my junior year i had to go to uh, a junior college my first two years so yeah i was the captain my senior year which was nice and we managed to win a conference title and yeah it was good good memories so how do you feel now to be back in sunny san diego uh, compared to i don't know ohio it's pretty cold or? yeah pretty cold i can't believe it though i it's re- it was raining today so i came yesterday and then today i woke up to rain and i was like wow really i can't i can't quite believe that but it's good to be back seeing all these happy faces uh i guess it's a nice time to come back as both teams men's and women's have done so well Um, It would have been a little bit awkward coming back considering I came back after the final of the WCC if you guys had lost because I'm sure you probably wouldn't have wanted to be happy that day but it was great to to be there and see how happy you guys all were. Perfect, thanks. Uh, George, so tell me a little bit bit about like how do you feel like before college you were coaching, right? Yeah, I was was coaching. So... um, I had kind of a weird, my tennis career was kind of weird. I played juniors and then I stopped playing. I I fell out of love with playing and I decided I was going to coach and I coached for about a year and a half at a tennis academy. Um, And then I got the opportunity to go to junior college um, and I just thought I probably wanted to get an undergrad degree. So I did that and then I was fortunate enough to transfer to USD and finish my undergrad and have some great years tennis at both places junior college and D1 and then after that I got offered um, by a professional tennis player to travel with him uh, as his assistant coach and I did that for a little while and then uh, yeah found my way wanting to come back to America and experience college coaching a little bit so I was lucky enough to get offered a grad assistant position at Toledo where I do my masters as well as assistant coach oh, wow that's awesome so but how is that like now being back to the college uh college life college coaching compared to like before coaching a pro born course right yeah in croatia yeah uh do you feel, is it like a big difference coaching or yeah like? yeah it's definitely different um i would say being lucky enough to coach somebody so so good um i'm also very much in the spotlight it was it was it was difficult at times because uh, there was a lot of uh, like people wanted expected him to do well, and when you're not doing very well and you're playing against the best players in the world, you're under a lot of pressure. And I mean, he was 19 when I was with him, and he's be- meant to be beating some of the best players of all time. And if he doesn't, then it's bad, and then he gets depressed and stuff. So it was a really high pressure job in terms of you got to get results. If you don't get results, it's not a very happy place to be. Um, and I think over time, the the older the pros get, the more relaxed they kind of get about that. But I think there's a part of that where, because they're older, they've experienced these losses and these you know fluctuations in their career. But Borna being so young, it was difficult because uh, he he wanted to win all the time. So mm-hmm. working with college is different because 
Um, you know, getting to work again with all different ages from 18, 22. The, the thing for me, I'm 24, so some of the guys are, you know, we have a red shirt senior and he, we worked out that he's only seven months younger than me. So kind of telling a guy like that off for doing stuff is kind of difficult. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's good fun and uh, I really enjoy it. Um, so, but how is it now? Like, so you talked a little bit about the age problem. Like, is there any other issues like coaching? Uh, in college or pro? Yeah, in back in uh, maybe it's the same because born is almost the same age as mm -hmm. you. But I was thinking more like college as well. Yeah, I mean, I I would say like some similar things. Uh, certainly with that age, like like girls. Um, you know there's there's a lot of relationship stuff and that goes with like the top pro and the like some of the best professionals like he was and then to college players they're both still 19 and that's kind of interesting uh, i guess they're similar stuff but in college there's a lot of stuff um academics guys turning up for meetings keeping guys way more on track i would say one big difference between like pro and college is if you're a pro like that's your life that's that's your livelihood and stuff so in terms of them having bad days they don't have as many as college kids because this is their livelihood like this is this is what they want to do they know they've got to do it whereas i think sometimes in college naturally kids might have a bad week or two or they might not be as interested in playing so that then becomes more difficult because it, they might be sacrificing, but it doesn't really matter to them. Whereas a pro, if they if they're not doing the work, they can only blame themselves. So I think that was one of the difficult things for sure with like college and 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 pro game um, and something that's different about the two, I guess. Um, did you always want to become a coach, or and also in general, do you see yourself more as like a coach of a professional player or a coach in college? What do you enjoy more? Okay, so first part, would I see myself as a coach I started coaching when I was 15 um, pretty young my brother was a tennis coach um, and I I enjoyed I, I guess I was pretty good when I was younger so I had quite a few kids that might watch me and stuff and I kind of learned early doors about you know you want to be a good role model and stuff and then a couple times I'd go and do their tennis lessons as like a I guess what they would have been seen as a treat and I, I enjoyed it I liked seeing like the kids smile um, they like responded well to things that I was telling them so I think from that age like I really considered coaching something that would be cool and fun to do um, but then yeah once I finished playing properly I, I thought coaching what was the second bit um if in the future if you oh yeah the uh, like... I don't know I don't know that is the million dollar question in my head right now <laughs> I mean I do think there's definitely some outside factors um that I can't control, for instance, like a visa. For me in America, if I can't get a visa and not many places might offer that, then it's pretty simple, I just can't. Um, whereas the pro door is always kind of there, open. It's not like I can walk back into some some job like that, but these these players are getting rid and hiring new coaches all the time. So I don't know if I want to do college or pro or maybe just working at an academy um, but I'll definitely stay in coaching. And if you would have the opportunity to become a head coach somewhere, would that be something you would see as a big accomplishment and something you would want to aim for? Yeah, I mean, 
head coach yeah it would be it would be a lot of fun it would be a big challenge i think um that's one thing that i've learned is like there's a lot that goes into it rather than uh just going out and getting a group of people together and trying to make them win there's a whole host of things budgeting recruiting booking hotels making sure guys are doing certain things making sure like team chemistry as well as you know finding the right lineup the right doubles partners so for me when I was playing I was like how hard can it really be they just come and they coach but like there's a lot more that goes with it and I think a successful program they're even more hungry to do that like I can say 100% that the coaches at USD want to win more than the coaches that I've worked with and they have a higher work rate and stuff like that so I would be interested in coaching as a head coaching role um, but certainly like that that would be a big accomplishment because they're hard to to get and um, yeah they're, they're challenging when you're there you, you have to be a tough character to continue to recruit new guys and keep the hunger there so and um, what are some leadership skills you think you learned as a student athlete and which skills do you think did you take into coaching yeah I mean I, I think learning about personalities um, Joel knows better than most I'm a pretty big character um, and I and I say what I think and um, I think for me when I was captain of like a really young team like I learned that the way I had to be around people being a captain can't be the same for every person so like some guy might respond really well to getting told they're doing things really badly but then other guys they might just want an arm put around them um, and that can be just as beneficial each way so I think my senior year and being fortunate enough to like captain the team that had its ups and downs but like from doing the right things um, and I think another thing about it was like being a captain kind of doing and saying things and trying to go a certain way like I know that our my senior year you know I I was always shouting that we're too tough like all the time and but like that might not have been the right thing to do. So as I think being a captain and as a head coach, you gotta make, sorry, assistant coach, you gotta make sure that you're okay with things not going right. And that's a hard thing to do for someone to make a decision to go a certain way. And if it doesn't go right, then it's on them. And I know Kex always says it's on me if something happens. And that's, that's pretty, pretty difficult, but I don't know if I've gone off topic there. No, no, all good. Um, do you think also like, there's something you did bad as a leader as for yeah. as a captain and then you changed it and you are good on reflecting yourself and oh yeah I mean for sure um I I think I did a I think I did a pretty good job of being a captain but I also think like I'm not the kind of person that even if I did like an unbelievable job and people were like oh my goodness like I would still nitpick things that I could have done better so there's certain situations that I could have handled better handled better I remember like very very well that there was a match and I can't remember who we played exactly I want to say like UCSD and I lost really quickly and my behavior was like really poor and I brought no energy to the court I was really negative and Kex and Rich pulled me aside like two days later and they were like listen you're the guy who's like preaching for energy and for people to compete and you're being negative on the court and like that for me they 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 were like being a leader you've got to do better than that I think that for me was like a massive lesson that if I'm going to say hey we've got to do this and jump on Joel when he has like a bad 10-15 minutes of practice 
then I can't do the same thing. Because as soon as I do that and they see it, then my word just becomes pointless. So um, I would say that was, I still was pretty negative at the best of times. And, and again, like another thing that I would like to have improved on, like not having those bad days, but I think I noticed it after that match and tried as much as I could to be positive, even though there was still some negative outbursts. <laughs> Okay, and what about your your coaches throughout your career? Are there some coaches they stand in your mind, they are still in your mind, and they impacted you a lot? And some of the traits they like really wanted you to have. What do you think? You yeah, I, I think uh, well, I had three coaches. Technically, I had a junior college coach for two years, an English guy. Uh, I loved the guy. He got me back interested in tennis, and uh, yeah. I, he may be not be the best tennis coach in the world, even though I think he doesn't set himself high, high enough. So if for some odd reason he ever heard me say that, then <laughs> he knows. I, I, I rate him higher than he does. But he was just a good guy, and he wanted the best for everyone, and he would do anything for anybody. Uh, and then I was meant to have Brett Macy, but he left after recruiting me, so I didn't have him. Then I had Kex and a guy called Ty, who was the assistant. And they had an unbelievably talented team, but an unbelievably ill-disciplined team. Like my junior year, um, we could have been much better than what we were. And I, I saw like Kex and Kex's frustrations at times with guys that were just drama queens, basically. And then uh, the way Kex kind of handles situations, you very rarely do you see him completely lose his temper. And for me, like, I'm a guy that if I, I, I might lose my temper, like, and you have some, you, you just can't afford to do that very often. So I think the way Kex handles situations and being so calm is something that I admire and hope that I can do just slightly as well as him, so. Okay, what is like a coaching style you believe worked for you best, like more strict or rewarding punishment? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I had a coach that was very punish, like, punish-orientated, and I think I, I liked it, but I didn't like it when I didn't feel like it was warranted. So, like, if I felt like he was making me do a punishment and I was trying my best, then I would get really upset. So, like, if I understood what I did wrong, then I was okay with it. But, so punishment wasn't great. I think I liked guys that brought energy, have very high standards, you know, They want everybody to work hard, um, and if people don't work hard, then they get called out. But just somebody that was fair, they wanted you to do well. Um, yeah, that, that was kind of the, the style that I liked. Okay, and do you, do you think you have to have different leadership styles for like also young sports, youth sports? Like if you deal with kids, say, 10 years old to 15 years old, yeah. have you had experiences there? Yeah, 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 yeah it's a nightmare. <laughs> I, I learned that I didn't want to do young kids and uh, it's funny because me and my brother are so different he's very uh, academic and I'm more you know chatty kind of guy and uh, he loves doing the younger tennis and everybody are like really that's so weird and like do I like it I absolutely hate it so like my personality and the way kids are running around and stuff you would think that it works but it doesn't it just frustrates me so i had the opportunity to do that i think the the biggest difference is like sometimes if kids are playing recreational tennis like 
they might not want to be the next Roger Federer. Like, so I don't need to treat them like they're going to be the next Roger Federer. They just want to come and hit a tennis ball. Like, they just want to run around. So for me, it was understanding that. Because I was, like, trying to make everybody be Roger Federer. And uh, some of the kids, they, they, just, they just want to have fun. So I guess that's one of the differences between college and just normal coaching. Yeah, okay. Um, no, I got Kex, I was just saying some nice things about you. Really? Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe, maybe you want to join. It's a nice podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just talking about what a terrible coach you yeah. were and uh, how I base everything not off you. I was, I was thinking, like, have you taken, like, in a, not classes, but how did you educate your leadership? Or is it just by practice? Like yeah, I, th- I think uh, obviously I started coaching when I was a bit younger, but I think being around um, good coaches, like I wanted to be a coach. Um, so when you see like a coach that you respect, you want to like listen and learn about like how they handle things. So I think like honestly just respecting like the coach because and trying to learn from them um, was something that I did. You know, I, I saw lots of great things in like what Ryan does what coaches back home have done and like I think it's just taking those good moments and then you know trying to put that together and then be that coach uh, not that I am that coach at all but I'm still learning like I, I want to be around more coaches and and see how they do things so uh, just constantly like being open about stuff like that I think helps yeah. and also another interesting thing like tennis is very like a special sport because it's very like in individual yeah, uh, and like college, of course, that's a special case because that's a team feeling. Uh, how do you think, like, the leadership when you coached Borna, for uh-huh. example, how was it like the individual standpoint comparing to like coaching a team now in Toledo? Like, uh huh, yeah, um, it was very different. I mean, for for instance, uh, matches like Borna, you're only playing one guy. Um, you kind of know who that guy might be. You can look at the draw and start to plan. Um, and also the one, the one guy versus... We have 11 guys on our team. Yeah. So practices with one guy can be very individual-based. Like We're always just working on a few things with him every single time. Whereas when you've got 11 guys and you've got group sessions, you just can't, re- you can't do that. You can't have individual-based practice sessions for everyone. Because mm. you're forehand is might be wrong but my backhand as we all know is terrible but we can't just have every session based on my backhand because the other 10 guys will get fed up so college you got to plan for like group stuff and it not be as individual based and then in you know with a pro just one-on-one you can make practices and stuff far more individual so certainly easier in that sense so um, you as being a student athlete, what would you give? What advices would you give current student athletes in order to know what they want to do about coaching, how they should inform themselves? And yeah, I mean, I I always think like I don't know. I I have a kind of weird outlook to when you when you start coaching, you have to take all these like lessons and badges and pass these courses, and I think. Yeah, I mean, I'll say I think they're terrible. Like the, these books that you have to read that teaches you how to tennis coach, like that's not how you tennis coach half the time. Like that, they teach you some good skills on how to run sessions and like keep things organized. 
but like go and watch a good coach. I, I think that for tennis coaching, uh, like I wanted to move to Sweden and coach at a really good tennis academy there. And I just wanted to learn from those guys, you know, ex-pros and stuff. And I think that's the best way of learning, not reading from a book. It wasn't from, for me anyway. I think go and experience it, go and tennis coach. Um, and that would be what I would say to anybody that was thinking, do you want to coach? Go out there and do it. Find someone that you respect and you want to be like as a coach. And then, you know, even if they pay you 10 bucks an hour, just do it and learn from them. And, and you'll learn a lot more from just reading a book. You'll find out if you really want to do it. So that would be my advice. I was thinking a little bit about you. Are you, are you missing playing like competitive <laughs> tournaments? Because yeah. I remember you as like a very good competitor, yeah. really loud on the court. Yeah, it's funny. I, I don't miss playing and then I do all of a sudden. So for instance, like if I do play, then I kind of miss A, playing because, oh, this is fun. And I like, like you say, like getting competitive and talking and you know, having a laugh. But like, I also am a lot worse now because I don't play. So it's kind of like, oh, this is, wow, wow. I'm really bad now. I can't believe this guy is just killing me. And I used <laughs> to, uh, but also, you know, one thing that I do miss is when you do the huddle and then you break out into doubles and you have that nervous feeling and I always I've told my seniors this like enjoy those feelings because you know you don't get that any other place maybe you get it as a, a coach at a college team but that nervous energy where you're like oh my goodness let's see we got to win this doubles point or it's three all and it's deciding match like wow like that stuff you don't experience that anywhere else and for me after after college so those stuff when it's three all and stuff i think to myself man i wish i was still playing like i wish i was doing that right now that's such a fun position to be in and there's maximum reward if you win but if you don't like you just got to get back on the horse and keep going again and you'll get that opportunity but um So there's times, the doubles point, and when it's three all or three two or six all in the tie break, I kind of have a smirk sometimes, and I'm like, God, I wish I was, I wish I was playing. Do uh, you have any regrets throughout your college career? Any bad matches? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I definitely have, definitely have regrets. Um, just, just my attitude, but that's that's all. That's just, it's very simple with me. I. I think uh, now I'm coaching, I think Kex and stuff could probably see early in the match what kind of mindset I was going to bring. Uh, and I, I don't, I'm not disappointed at myself for it because I just don't think I was ready enough to, to do that 100%. Everybody realizes at different times and sometimes I think taking a step away and watching college guys do the same things that I do, then I would be like, oh man, like... I really should have sorted my attitude out. Like, I wasted a lot of moments where I was getting angry and over things that I couldn't really control. So I think that's something that, yeah, I, I, I regret for sure. Um, but I, I, you know, it's just how it is. I, I wish I was perfect and stuff, but you know, my my Achilles heel was losing my temper, and you know, I think I do a better job of that now. But uh, that would be a regret, I guess. Yeah. What is something you hear a lot from other people giving you feedback or how would they describe you as a coach or as a teammate? Uh, I think what the, probably the most proud thing like this year I had was 
one of the guys said he was a senior. We had six seniors, so we had a lot of guys leave. Um, and I came in, I was real tough with the guys. We were, they weren't very good last year, had, had a terrible record, same group of guys. I wanted to like bring up the standards, and I had a couple wars with a few guys at the start. That they were seniors, they didn't want to know, um, and we had some pretty harsh conversations. And at the end, one of the guys was like, you know, really want to shout out Josh for having such a successful season. And just like the, mo the thing I admired the most about me was like my honesty. And I think like that, I didn't realize, but a lot of people tell me, oh, you know, if I have a problem, I just want to call you because you'll give me the honest opinion. Even if it's not something that I want to hear, you're just going to tell me like how it is. So I think as a coach, like I would be, that's something that I think the team would say that I bring. Uh, it's just honesty, hard work. I try and make people smile. Um, you know, I don't want people to be sad and to enjoy stuff. So I'd say those are the things um, that I probably bring. And so if you have conflict on a team, you try to solve it one by one and you take a player on the side and talk to yeah. them? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's what I've been learning in my class, conflict <laughs> resolution <laughs> tactics. But uh, I think every situation is different. You know, sometimes there's certainly been times where we've called guys out in front of everyone. We've taken guys to one side. Um, I think there's different ways to approach everything. Um, I, I think if you're set to one way, I think you're very limited. I think if you keep things kind of a little more case by case in those situations, you're not going to stumble. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's better. So where do you see yourself in 10 years? Yeah, I mean, where I see myself <laughs> next week is a challenging <laughs> thing. 10 years? This is unbelievable. Um, in 10 years, I honestly have no idea. Like, I, I really don't know. You know, I... I was talking to somebody the other day and I've spoken to a lot of people and I've been like, you know, I'm, I'm 24, I'm turning 25 and I don't really have like a clear picture of what's next. And then they'll tell me their story and it's like, man, they were still changing jobs at 27, at 32, at something else and now they found something that they love. So I think it's okay, like I'm 24, I'm still young, but I don't know what's next. Um, I'm going to keep my path open. I would like to maybe go back and coach at an academy, but if a college job came around the corner, then I would be tempted to do that. If a pro was looking, I'd be tempted to do that. But who's, who knows? In 15 years' time, I might be working in a bank. You know, I, I don't know what is next for me, but um, I hope whatever it is, I'll just enjoy it and, and have fun. Um, so, yeah. It's perfect. Thanks so much for being here today with us, Josh. I'm kidding, we actually have more, <laughs> we have more time today, sorry, I'm kidding. I was just a joke, but Paige, uh, <laughs> Keeping me on guard. No, I thought you were in rush, sorry. No, no. It's on me. It's, it's alright. Uh, no, so I was thinking about, like, if you could pick one favorite leader, like, uh, it can be in any sport, like, can be a Bengarian soccer, who would you pick? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would I pick? Like, someone that you really think had a great success, that you really... Yeah, I, I, I think, um, there's, I don't know if I necessarily have one. I have examples of like different sportsmen and managers and players that I think, I think when I look at like how I was when I was playing, I think I kind of tried to model my way off like a, an ex-football player from my favorite team. His name was Patrick Vieira. Patrick he played for France, he won the World Cup, he won everything in football. 
that he was just like a big dude who he loved his team and he did everything as 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 well as he could and like when he went in to like football matches it was like a war for him and he left it out on the line and I think like as a as a sportsman there's nothing greater than seeing like a captain that would just do anything for his team um so I would say that he was somebody that I looked up to and was like wow like what a leader if you were to ask me who's a damn good leader he would be one of those people um more on an individual basis like I guess Tiger Woods like what he's doing now Roger Federer like all those guys that just continue to dominate are, are pretty incredible um yeah you think there's a good leader like have huge success but like doing it something wrong do you know what i mean yeah it's yeah i mean there's there's definitely instances of that like i think in i think you see it all the time in sports that's why people get fired yeah, i mean they uh it's it's a results based industry um i find it interesting how like you have say soccer for instance you might have a manager that gets fired from one club and then he does amazing with another and then he leaves that club and does terrible with another and gets fired and like it's kind of like you know they they very rarely in the sports do you have like a coach that is just unbelievable all the time like they all seem to have their good and bad moments um and how you know if you do badly of one team and then really well of another you know they're obviously learning from their mistakes and you you got to find the right environment for you to work in um So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I answered the question. No, that's either. actually very interesting because I was thinking you had a, you have some experience from USD. Yeah. How would you compare it to back to Ohio? You know, Toledo. The coaches maybe don't have the same resources or like. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I, I I think uh, I think every school is different. I think every head coach is different. I think how long you've been at somewhere can make a difference as well. I think you look at Ryan uh, Kex, the head coach here. Let's say he's just come out of an assistant coaching job. Um, he wants to do well, and his first head coaching job is USD. Good team. He he inherits a team that's 16 in the country. He knows all of those guys are leaving, and he's got a recruit. So like he is going to be hungry. He's going to want to do really well. He's right at the start of his career, and he's seen other coaches that are 60 odd, and that are like. Hall of Fame coaches. And I look at Ryan as somebody who wants to be like that. So like he's ideal, but then you have a coach that might be been there for like 25 years and he just doesn't have that hunger anymore. So I think I think like yeah, I I think that has something to say like every coach is different um and a USD Ryan came in and it was clear that he was hungry to do well and that's shown. So you think also like one of the most important things of a coach is just like to be motivated and to keep like to wanting success and be successful. Yeah, yeah, I I think uh I think one thing that I would like to think that I'll be able to do as a coach is like just never think that you're the best. I think some coaches they think that they know everything and then they stop learning and stop getting better as a coach. I think when you hear of like really good coaches you still hear them saying how they're still learning and there's no perfect coach and you just got to keep getting better so i think that that it doesn't matter how bad a coach wants it if a coach is comfortable and stuff the the team won't be successful the coach has to be the one that's driving them and hungry to do well because if 
if you're not showing that as a coach, I think it's hard for the players to buy into that. So, um, yeah. Right, now it's time, actually. Ah, that, now it's time. Now uh, I've got to leave, eh? Paige, <laughs> thanks so much for being you're here. Welcome. It's a pleasure to having you here. No worries. And, uh, it was welcome fun. back to San Diego and enjoy a couple of days here. Thank you very much. And, uh, Thank you for your time. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you.